Welcome to the podcast on the effects of microgravity on the human body. I'm Melissa and I am the presenter today. Um, Super exciting topic. I've learned so much, honestly, about this topic. It really didn't really cross my mind until, you know, taking this class um, about how much this was actually a thing. And as a healthcare provider, reading some of the actual health related things behind microgravity and what it can do to the body has been a fascinating experience to say the least for me. Um, but let's get down to it. So, um, our first question of course is what is weightlessness? So weightlessness, uh, essentially is not really weight weightlessness at all. Um, this is the encounter of microgravity, um, which is the condition nearing weightlessness. This is not necessarily something, um, that can be described as a full blown phenomenon. Uh, weightlessness is is a feeling and essentially when astronauts are feeling this it's because they are falling Um, and when they are free falling and accelerating uh, this is the actual phenomenon of weightlessness so when astronauts are up in space and they have this feeling of you know not weighing anything and objects are you know floating around them and things like that it's not that they're weightless it's because that they're falling at such a great amount of speed and acceleration that, you know, it's, it's just a feeling mostly it's a phenomenon. <laughs> um, so when they're falling, uh, the astronauts are actually falling around the earth and not to the earth. Um, so they'll continue to fall and be in an orbit around the earth, uh, which again, just accelerates this phenomenon even further. So they will continue to feel this type of feeling for, you know, however, whatever duration, uh, in this, um, uh, I guess in space is how long that they would feel this. Um, you may feel weightless, but again, technically nothing is weightless. It's just falling. Astronauts will encounter microgravity, which is the condition of near weightlessness. This can only be achieved on earth by putting an object into free fall. So that's what astronauts essentially are feeling, uh, when they're up on ISS or when they're, cruising up into space uh, in the actual uh, shuttle itself, they are actually free falling. Um, Without the down pull of gravity, our bodies essentially, they don't function correctly. Um, Many things like bodily fluids and internal anatomy are shifted due to microgravity. And as a result of phenomenon such as organ shifting, blood volume and oxygen concentration are affected. So people don't really think about that, right? They think, oh, you know, you just go into space and nothing really happens to you. That's, that's not, that's not correct. Actually. Um, our body thrives off of the gravity that we have here on earth. So even for example, if we were ever able to, um, populate another planet, it would have to mimic this type of a, this type of atmosphere, somehow. Um, Otherwise, there would be, I'm I'm sure, you know, now we're talking way out there, but there would have to be some sort of um, genetic modification that could be done to modify the body so that it could function in atmosphere like that. But things again, you know, like I'm like I'm saying here, blood volume, uh, oxygen concentration and organ shifting happen when gravity is not uh, pulling on that. So um, in medicine, they teach us Um, when we're especially, you know, doing IVs and drawing blood, that the needle always goes up into the vein. So the needle is always pointing towards the patient. And that has a lot to do with the actual gravitational um, 
pull inside of a person's body. Um, lack of gravity in the body can cause swelling of nerves and blood vessels, increasing the chance of internal bleeding. Um, and of course, blood clots. So the risk for blood clots in space is um, significantly much greater than down here on Earth, again, because we have the act of gravity here, right? So it's just essentially basic physics. When you take away that flow and those, you know, that pipeline inside of the body, when that pipeline is disturbed because the gravitational pull is being um, disturbed, it significantly changes the human anatomy. Um, immediately. Um, people step into the space shuttle and they go up and immediately human anatomy begins to be affected. Um, the swelling of these nerves and blood vessels, again, they can all, you know, along with the blood clots can cause internal bleeding. Um, internal bleeding is probably the biggest concern. So what happens with that is because gravity keeps everything kind of um, open, right? So treating our uh, treating arteries and veins like tubes, if we've got gravity not acting on those, sometimes these tubes can become very pressurized and they can actually burst and cause leaks. And when those leak, of course, you then get what's called an internal bleed. So um, significant increase of that, and that's obviously a, a danger. And that's why uh, astronauts too, when they go into their training and they go through such rigorous amounts of, you know, questionnaires and health background checks and everything. And it's because of this, they, they cannot take a chance with somebody going up into space and having a medical emergency like this, because that person very well will probably die. Mitigating weightlessness in space is a huge, huge thing. Um, it's been a, a big topic of discussion um, amongst NASA personnel and amongst um, you know other uh, international space personnel as well um, to try and find solutions to weightlessness because weightlessness is you know it could be fun for five minutes, but then when you sit back again and you look at the medical perspective of it, it really does begin to take a huge toll on the body. You're talking, you know, like we just talked earlier, we're talking internal bleeding. Um, we're talking possibility for blood clots, organ shifting, blood oxygen concentration. Um, but now we're also talking about bone and muscle loss. So um, if you've ever seen people come off of a shuttle after, you know, after the whole mission is over and they're coming back down to earth, um, they, whenever they are coming back and they are exiting their capsules, they usually have, you know, somebody carrying them or somebody to help them because their bodies are so weak from not having to um, experience gravity and, you know, holding up their own weight. So basically what... NASA has done is they have invented exercise equipment that belongs on the shuttle. And um, I think, I believe up in ISS as well. Um, so what they did is they exercise every single day. So astronauts exercise two and a half hours every single day. And the most commonly used exercise tool up there um, in space is a treadmill. And it's specially built for space, um, and it allows for the astronauts to um, 
you know, continue building on their muscles and keeping their bones healthy. Um, so a minimum of one hour is spent on the treadmill during every workout. Now these, these astronauts, from what I understand, they work out no less than two and a half hours per day. So this is a one hour run walk on the treadmill and then it's a, an hour and a half of uh, specially designed um, weight equipment for space as well. So I believe, I think, you know, I think now with technology and exercise equipment, how far it's come, I think that this is definitely um, going to be a huge upper hand for our astronauts as they prepare to make their transition back from the near weightlessness effect to Earth. Thanks so much for listening to my presentation. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, and uh, I definitely learned something through this whole uh, chapter and this whole experience. Um, so thanks so much for listening. Bye.